It is a generally held principle and common theme on this show that pop culture precedes politics, that what happens in pop culture is upstream of pop uh, of, of politics and is a bellwether uh, to what is going to happen in politics. And the bellwether of that bellwether, lately at least, has been Disney. And as many of you know who have watched this show before, Disney is probably my favorite punching bag when it comes to, well, just about uh, everything. And Disney is continuing not to disappoint. Uh, they are uh, they are collapsing. They're continuing to collapse. And we're going to take a look at that continued collapse because while Bob Iger is making some moves as though he wants to clean things up, as though he wants to continue to be profitable, it is very apparent that he still has no idea. Or actually, I think it, it's more accurate to say that he doesn't want to admit the real reason why Disney is falling apart. And so he's not really addressing the real problems with Disney. And, and we're going to take a look at, at how that is proof. He's, he's making some moves again to try to fix things. He's, he's firing some people like, uh, it is, despite the fact that no official word has come, it's very clear that, um, Kathleen Kennedy, who was the head of Lucasfilm Studios under Disney, uh, for a long time has finally, finally been given her walking papers. Now, it's too late. Lucasfilm and every single solitary one of its intellectual properties from Star Wars, all three of them, from Star Wars to Willow to Indiana Jones, has been completely, 100%, irrecoverably destroyed by Kathleen Kennedy. In order to rebuild... Any of Indiana Jones is done permanently. It's done. Um, now that's not horrible because the reason that it's done is the same reason that it's not overly terrible is because there is only one Indiana Jones. That Indiana Jones is Harrison Ford. He is too old to play Indiana Jones anymore. And those of us who are true Indiana Jones fans. Uh, are just only going to acknowledge the first three movies. That's all. That's it. Nothing else. And, I, you know, she didn't have anything to do with the fourth movie. And and the fourth movie sucked. But either way, for us, there's only three movies. Star Wars, however, has been uh, irrevocable, irrevocably destroyed because there's a lot you can still do with that. There's a whole lot that still could have been done with that. But... The uh, sequel trilogy has destroyed all of that. And unless somebody is willing to come along and completely retcon the entire sequel trilogy, and in my opinion, um, uh, totally uh, uh, erase it, 
no more sequel trilogy, no more releases of physical media, no more streaming it, it's gone. Make it go away 100%. Unless somebody is willing to do that, then Star Wars is dead. Uh, but we'll see. I could be wrong. I frequently am, ask my wife. Either way, so Kathleen Kennedy is out of the way. Word has it that Kevin Feige is has decided to go back to the old formula of Marvel, the formula that made it successful. He's going to turn away from the uh, MCU, the misandrous, uh, toxic feminist garbage that has uh, uh, permeated uh, Phase 4 and Phase 5. As you will recall, they actually had to cut Phase 4 short because it was such a disaster. Phase 5 started with a whimper and has not gotten any better. As a matter of fact, it's gotten worse. And Kevin Feige has decided that he is going to change things around. And the way that he is going to change things around, actually, this, Marvel is something that could be saved. Because what they're going to do is they're going to do something that that is going to be a real big opening. They had been building up to the secret invasion or secret wars or whatever it was. It, it's, it, it was a series of comic books that they uh, that was brilliant, and they took it and they they completely mucked it up, hundred percent destroyed it with their MCU idea, and they were going to have a a new Avengers type situation, but it was going to be all female. It was going to be an all female Avengers led by Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and Monica Rambeau, and then there were going to be all of the girls from the various TV series that they had put out and stuff like that. And they had they had done a pretty decent job of um, demonizing and destroying all of the male characters, including Nick Fury, all the way through the Secret Invasion TV show that they had on Disney+. Plus. So they were going to have this big, you know, new Avengers event, all-female Avengers event, uh, with all of these female characters, none of whom have been able to carry a solo comic book uh, series. None of them have been able to. Uh, Ironheart, Miss Marvel, uh, they have all uh, been uh, canceled multiple times. Multiple times. They kept trying to bring them back to try to push the feminist agenda. And they couldn't do it. They all got canceled because nobody was buying the books. At any rate, uh, Kevin Feige has decided instead to, at least this is the rumor, and this is brilliant, this is actually a very good idea, um, to uh, change the concept of uh, the uh, secret uh, war, secret invasion movie by uh, signing by signing Hugh Jackman to the MCU as Wolverine for a multiple movie deal. Obviously, he's coming back in Deadpool 3. And then having him 
headline the Secret Invasion movie as a team-up with Spider-Man. And again, rumor has it, it's not just going to be one Spider-Man. It might be two Spider-Men, and maybe even all three. And if they do that, if they do that, if they take this woke feminist BS and totally get rid of it and start making really good movies again, exciting, fun movies that are driven by the story with proper hero arcs, then doggone it, I might even come back and see that. I know for sure that whenever uh, Deadpool 3 comes out, I'm going to see it just because it is mostly going to be a Ryan Reynolds film. I'm going to let other people see it first, and then I'm going to listen to what they say, and if, if the people that I trust like it, then I'm going to go see it. But despite the fact that Disney appears to be making, or more to the point, Bob Iger, the head of Disney, appears to be making some good moves uh, in, in the way of uh, getting rid of Kathleen Kennedy. Way too late, by the way. Lucasfilm is, is gone. I do not see... I don't see a way back. The only IP that Lucasfilm has that is actually potentially salvageable is Star Wars. And I really don't see that happening. Uh, the, the only way that I see Star Wars being saved is if they sell Lucasfilm. Which, by the way is a very big possibility. If you have been watching this show before, you will know that uh, Bob Iger has actually spoken to Disney corporate lawyers about putting together a package uh, to sell Disney, or I'm sorry, to sell uh, Lucasfilm. We'll get to the sale of Disney in a little bit. Um, anyway, he wants to sell Lucasfilm, and word again has it that they have a buyer. I haven't heard anything more on this rumor, so maybe it was real, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. But either way, Kathleen Kennedy appears to, for this moment, officially have been removed uh, from Lucasfilm. And that's good. And Disney uh, and, and, and Marvel looks like it might be headed in a good direction, and that's good. But doggone it. They, they, Bob Iger and Disney still have not learned their lesson, apparently, when it comes to wokeness, when it comes to especially specifically pushing a, a, a sexually deviant agenda onto children. That still seems to be something that they're hanging on to. And as evidence of this, we are going to take a look at one of the new faces of Disney. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Sean Altman. Sean Altman. And yes, yes, this does look eerily similar to the mistake that Bud Light made. But you have to remember, ladies and gentlemen, that Disney has been pushing this agenda. Disney has been at the very tip, I'm sorry, the very tip of the spear on this woke, sexually deviant agenda. And so, you know, uh, Bud Light really was late to the party when it came to this thing. Disney can do it bigger and better. And here we have, again, 
Sean Altman, Mr. Sean Altman. Uh, you can find several articles on this guy. By the way, there's a good one in OutKick. Uh, I went to this one, the Daily Mail. Um, Disney is threatened with Bud Light-style boycott over hiring gender-fluid influencer Sean Altman. And I am positive, ladies and gentlemen. I am absolutely 100% positive that the marketing team at Disney, the marketing geniuses at Disney, were approached by the executives saying, look, we don't want to appear like, we want to try to repair, we want to try to repair the damage that we've done by going all in on this uh, sexually deviant pride agenda. They didn't use those exact words, those are my words, uh, but the concept is there. Um, and what we want to do, though, is we don't want to completely abandon the agenda. But we want to we want to walk it back enough so that those dumb people out there who are our consumers will come back and start to uh, not only consume our products again, but also will start to accept the sexually deviant pride agenda and accept us teaching it to their children. So how do we do that? Well, this is the answer that they came up with. Folks, I'm not kidding. I guarantee you 100% this is what happened. And so the marketing geniuses at Disney who are also in that California bubble and 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 that Burbank bubble and and they 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 don't understand what's really going on. They came up with this. We're not going to, uh, we're not going to partner with a, a full-on transgender like Dylan Mulvaney, who, by the way, is not a full-on transgender. He's just a guy who dresses up as a girl and pretends to be a transgender. He has not had any surgeries whatsoever. The only thing that rumor has it that he's had is a facial smoothing. No top surgery, no bottom surgery. The dude is a shill. He is a failed actor and comedian, and he has glommed on to the popularity uh, push of the transgender agenda in order to try to get clicks, and it has worked. So kudos to him in the fact that his grift has worked. It's coming to an end. But still, his grift worked. Anyway, we're not going to do that. What we're going to do instead is we're going to partner with a, a guy who identifies as a man, but just dresses up as a girl sometimes and, and considers himself gender fluid. See, in their minds, there's an actual difference to this. There's a difference between a Dylan Mulvaney and a Sean Altman. A Dylan Mulvaney who fully identifies as a female, even though he really doesn't, but still, they think he does. The fact that he says he does means he does, and so, and he's part of the club, so, you know, they'll go with that. Um, so, Sean, or I'm sorry, a Dylan Mulvaney is a full-on, 
and Sean Altman is just is not. He's 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 a he's a man who likes to dress as a girl sometimes and is gender fluid. So in their minds, there's a difference between these two, and they don't understand that in our minds, the minds of normal human beings, the minds of regular people who are the people who used to purchase their products but do not anymore. There's no difference between the two of those. Both of them, both of them are sexual deviants. Anyway, the story goes on. Social media users have pledged to never give one more cent to Disney after the company partnered with a gender-fluid TikToker to promote girls' clothing, a move that made... Uh, that many are comparing to Bud Light's disastrous partnership with Dylan Mulvaney. Yes, Disney said, uh, hold my beer. Sean Altman, who uh, sometimes dresses up as a woman, but sees, uh, but uses him, her pronouns. And again, notice, they're putting this out there as if that's a difference Sh- uh, between, between Dylan Mulvaney and Sean Altman. So this, to them, is a big difference. Oh, he uses him, her pronouns. He just occasionally likes to dress up as a girl. And so to them, that's a different thing. Those two things are completely different. But to us, they are not. Parents were quick to respond with, with I'm sorry, I li- okay, this is him speaking, Sean Altman. I literally look like Minnie Mouse and I fit in perfectly with Mickey and his friends. He said in a video that showed him dressing up. The bow with the dress and the shoe, the bow, I'm sorry, the bow with the dress and the shoes uh, really sealed the deal. Now I'm fashionable, bold, and fun, just like Minnie Mouse. Let's take a look at this picture again, folks. Oh, there's Minnie right at the top, and there's this sexually deviant weirdo with his hair up in two buns to try to look like two mouse ears and curls in the front in his bangs. And he's wearing a freaking dress. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not any different from what Bud Light did. Now, Disney thinks it is. Disney believes that there is a real honest-to-God difference between what Bud Light did with Dylan Mulvaney, who is a full-on in their eyes, and then what they're doing with this guy, who he's just gender fluid. So this isn't really pushing the agenda. And those morons out there who watch our movies will uh, realize this, and they will come back, and, and they will be our friends again. Not kidding. That is exactly what they are thinking. And as proof of the fact that this is not fooling anybody whatsoever, that, you know, we, we aren't looking at that situation with uh, the, you know, their differentiation between Dylan Mulvaney and Sean Altman. And we're not going, oh, well, that one is not a full-on tranny. He's a gender-fluid guy dressing as a girl. So that's okay. So we're going to go back and, and start watching Disney again because now they're our friends Honest to God, that's what they thought was going to happen. That's what they think in their little minds was going to happen because they're stuck in that Burbank bubble. But, again, they're wrong. And as proof of this, um, and and as even more bad news for Disney, uh, we have this headline coming out of Breitbart. Cancel Disney Plus, in quotes, 
online searches spike after Disney hikes prices by more than 25%. Now, why did Disney have to hike prices, by the way? Why did Disney have to hike prices? Well, because they have lost an enormous amount of money on Disney+. Plus. The fact of the matter is, Disney+, Plus, since its launch, has never, ever been profitable. Disney Plus has been a disaster. It's gotten so bad on Disney Plus that one of their little sideshows, this is just a little sideshow that is actually marketed to, to little kids, like four-year-olds, five-year-olds. And, so, and it's a good show, by the way. It's a fantastic show, and it's, it's actually funny for even adults watching it. I love to watch the show. Uh, my boys love to watch the show, and they're older. Uh, than like four and five. Um, they're like, you know, eight and nine. But they like the show too. Either way, this was supposed to be just a sideshow for Disney. That show is the Australian-based show called Bluey. And Bluey is a fantastic show. But it's, it's again, it's just this little sideshow that they put in there for, for theoretically for little kids to watch. And it's a straight-up, clean show that shows uh, positive virtue, real virtues, traditional values, and, and, you know, hard work and self-sacrifice, that kind of thing. It's a good, good show. This little show that Disney was like, oh, you know, we'll just put that in there for the kids. We'll license it and, and put it in there for the kids has been the number one show on Disney+. Plus. This one little show eclipsed Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion was supposed to be their big show this past season. It was supposed to be the one that was supposed to outshine all the other shows. As a matter of fact, I think it was their one uh, new release show since Bob Iger has cut back on production of everything. And so Secret Invasion was supposed to be their big, big show. Nobody watched it. The people that started watching it stopped watching it. And this little tiny sideshow that's supposed to be for, you know, itty-bitties is the number one show. And it beat Secret Invasion in the ratings, in its ratings, by four and a half times what Secret Invasion was getting. That's how bad. That's how bad Disney Plus has gotten. And now, as we can see from this article, cancel Disney Plus online searches spike after Disney hikes prices more than 25%. Disney hiked prices because they wanted to try to start making money. And so it's now, I've, I've heard it's over $13 at this point. So, and, and then this comes as really bad news for them. Online searches of the phrase, quote, cancel Disney Plus, end quote, have reportedly spiked after Disney announced it will hike prices for the streaming entertainment service by more than 25 percent. Google's search data show that canceled Disney Plus jumped worldwide, check this out, by 510 percent 
in one day. On Monday, the most significant increase of that phrase on Google, now note this, the fact that they say it's the most significant increase of that phase on Google indicates that it's been increasing for quite some time, and this one just happens to be the most significant. Uh, since January of 2023, <clears throat> according to an analysis from nodeposit.guide, I have no idea what that is. <clears throat> Last week, the Walt Disney Company said it is hiking Disney Plus's monthly subscription price to $13.99, or $14, to $13.99 from $10.99. Like the $99 makes a difference. Has that ever really fooled anybody? Does anybody look at $10.99 and $11 charge and go, oh, well, there's a big difference. I'm going with $10.99. Anyway, a 27% increase. Last year, the price rose from uh, to $10.99 from $7.99, which means Disney Plus subscribers will see their monthly bill climb a total of 75% in less than two years. And the new price is set to take effect in October. Uh, the latest price hike... So that gives plenty of time. Folks, if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, that gives you plenty of time to ditch Disney Plus, if you have not done so already. The latest price hike comes as Disney finds itself in increasingly perilous financial circumstances with a perfect storm of bad media news bearing down on the woke company at not only as advertising revenue uh, cratering across its TV properties, Disney parks are also experiencing faltering attendance as households opt to save money in the face of out-of-control Bidenflation that is eating up disposable income. It's not just that, folks. I want to point this out, despite the fact that this is Breitbart. It is not just that. One of the... is because, you know what? F people are going to Universal... Okay, and that's a big deal. People are going to Universal and they're not going to Disney. Bob Iger in not the last earnings call, but the earnings call prior to that, it might have been the quarterly report that somebody was asking about this particular situation. Why is park attendance down? Bob Iger actually sick. He said it was, he, he didn't come out and say the words, but this is what he was blaming. He was blaming global warming. He said it's because it's so hot that people are not coming in to our parks. But, but, Universal is just right up the road. It's just, as we say in Texas, it's right down the road a piece. And we are going to, uh, people are going to Disney, or I'm sorry, Universal. So it's just the same hot as it is at Universal Studios as it is at Disney. So that's not an excuse. People aren't going to the parks because they're tired of that crap. Matter of fact, let me show you why people are not going to the parks. The reason why people aren't going to the parks is going to Disney parks as opposed to Universal. You know, Bob Iger going, oh, it's too hot to come to... Uh, and so people aren't, because it's too hot in Florida, because of Ron DeSantis and Ron DeSantis's increasing global warming on purpose in Florida specifically. 
Um, but but people are still going to Universal. Universal's in Florida, and the Florida's not that big to where the temperature fluctuates. No, uh-uh. No, just like Sean Altman is is and and the the sexually deviant pride agenda is a problem for Disney financially uh for their movies and uh so forth. Uh, let's take a look here. Oh yeah. Oh, they got that going on at the parks too. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, what we're looking at here is a picture outside the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique in Disneyland. And there is a man with a mustache. Short hair. This is, there's no question this guy is a dude. He is, this is not really a transgender. This is a dude in drag, basically. Got a mustache wearing a, um, I'm assuming this is supposed to be a bell outfit from, uh, um, I don't, that's not bell though. That's not the outfit that she wears. I don't think it's been a long time since I've seen, uh, the movie beauty and the beast. But anyway, I think that's what this is supposed to be or, or something similar. Anyway, the dude's in a dress and it's a fat dude too. I mean, not overly fat, but he's definitely out of shape and, and he's, he's, there, mustache, dress, it's, it's a serious, full-on dude in a dress. I think he might be wearing a little bit of makeup, but other than that, it's a dude in a dress outside the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique, and he's greeting people, including, of course, children, as if what he is doing is absolutely, totally normal. And that's why people aren't going to the parks. People... Disney came out, not on purpose, but it was leaked, a, a, a meeting, a Zoom meeting of their executives was, meet, uh, was leaked in which one of them full on admitted was gloating and laughing about the fact that she pushes the pride agenda, the sexually deviant pride agenda in Everything in all of her children's uh, broadcasts, all of her children's shows, she just sprinkles it everywhere. She referred to it as her not-so-secret gay agenda. So that's why, folks, Disney, folks don't want you teaching their kids that BS propaganda. There is a reason that historically the sexually deviant community has never been more than 4% of the population of the United States. There's a reason for that. Let's go ahead and say for the sake of argument and only for the sake of argument that, the, that, that it's a genetic thing that people are quote-unquote born that way. If that's the case, if it is a natural occurrence that 4% of the population is that way, then it will only ever be about that much of the population. So why? Why are you marketing it? And don't tell me you're not marketing it because that's exactly what this is. 
And as proof that it is marketing, it has worked in a certain segment of society in that teens and preteens, and this is in certain polls, I don't know the accuracy of these polls, but certain polls are showing that teens and, te and preteens are identifying as part of that community now because they've opened things up from just straight up homosexuality to now it's, it's gender fluidity or multiple genders. You can be whatever gender you want. You can make up your own gender. And since they did that, which is kind of a gateway drug type of thing into that community, that's what that is. Uh, to try to entice children to experiment with that community. And by experimenting with that community, those kids will find that maybe they like doing that, and so they'll start being more of that community. It's recruiting. And, and so now, like, upwards to 25% I saw in one poll of children um, in, in the preteen and teen uh, areas say that they are part of that community. Well, how did it go from just 4% to, and especially if we're talking about transgenders, you're talking about three-tenths of a percent of the total population. Three-tenths of a percent of the total population to now being 25%. How did it go from, uh, and not even really 4%, based on... Uh, two very accurate models, 35 to 3.7% of the population as far as just overall homosexuality. How did that go from, from that? Almost 4% to 25% in just a couple of years if what they are doing is not marketing. How did that happen? Oh, it's because people are, were afraid to come out before. No, they weren't. There has been absolutely no barrier to coming out as homosexual or whatever sexual for, for a, over a decade, more, two decades, three. It's been okay to be gay in the United States for a long time, okay? The Supreme Court even said that, that gay marriage can now... Uh, must now be made legal in all 50 states. This is like when we elected Obama as president and the left was still, it would it actually increased their screaming about how racist the country was. This is the same thing. They, they, they make their headway and then they increase the screaming about how victimized they are. That's the way the left works, because they're not asking for equal rights. They're asking for extra rights. They're asking for better treatment. They want to be, as it is put in the great classic book, uh, uh, Animal, uh, what was it? Oh, gosh, what was the name of that book? Um, Animal Farm. Animal Farm. In the book Animal Farm, uh, they want to be more equal. And that's, again, what this is about. But, but specifically in this particular case, this is about recruiting kids into the sexual deviant lifestyle. And the reason that they're targeting children, folks, is, is very actually scientific. 
It's based on Erickson's, uh, uh, Erickson's phases of development. And in Erickson's phases of development, specifically in the uh, area of identity versus role confusion, that's where one's sexual identity is theoretically cemented. So they're targeting teens and preteens who are in that stage of development in order to try to influence their decision as far as what their sexual identity is going to be. And the reason that they're doing that, folks, on the surface is because misery loves company. And they realize that they themselves are, by definition, incapable of procreation. And because they are incapable of procreation, because the, the members of that community are incapable of procreation, um, they have to recruit. They have no other choice. They have to steal other people's children. And this, of course, is evidenced by recently in New York, they had that big pride parade and stuff like that, and somebody recorded them as they're marching down the street saying, we're coming for your children, we're coming for your children. There's nothing you can do. We're coming for your children. And before that, years before that, you had the San Francisco gay men's chorus singing the exact same thing, we're coming for your children. Folks, when the left does something... When the left has an agenda, they don't hide it that long. They don't hide it that well. They will tell you exactly what they're doing. And so many people out there are like, oh, no, that's not going on. No, no, they're not doing that. You're just a conspiracy theorist, and you're a phobophobe, and an istophobe, and a bigot, and all that kind of stuff. That's what you're saying. Folks, they're saying it to us. They're telling us this. They're singing it to us for crap's sake. And Disney is still hanging on to this. The, the One of the very, and I would say the primary cause of their financial problems. If they would just throw this woke agenda away, get rid of the, get rid of the sexually deviant pride agenda, throw it away, get rid of it. Get rid of the misandrous, toxic, third-wave feminist garbage. Throw it away. The man-hating garbage that they're pushing in their movies. Throw it away. Now, for Disney, it's too late. Disney's done. Disney is over. Disney is going to crash and burn. Bob Iger has been talking, he thinks kind of secretly, about selling Disney, like the whole company, the name, to, uh, what was it? I think it was Apple. That rumor's been around for a while. But he was recently actually uh, uh, confronted in the last um, earnings call meeting about that exact thing. And he, he got rather upset about the question, which indicates to me that there is some truth to it. There's something to it. I have long speculated that what was going to happen is what is exactly happening now, that Disney is going to crash and burn so bad that 
the Disney name is poison and nobody's going to want the Disney name. If anything, people are going to want to pick through the ashes of Disney and get this or that or the other thing. Like uh, a company like Apple, uh, a company like Amazon for sure, Netflix, they would be interested in acquiring Marvel. They would be interested in acquiring Pixar. They would be interested in maybe, and, and this is a long shot, uh, Lucasfilm. I think that if anybody would be, uh, if any of those three, and I'm going to throw somebody else in here too, because it is Star Wars, uh, Lucasfilm, um, I would kind of just on an off chance, because he's buying up stuff anyway, um, throw in Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a Star Wars fan. And there's part of me that actually would love that to happen. Elon, if you're listening, and I know you are, if you're listening, buy Lucasfilm. You're a Star Wars fan. I'm a Star Wars fan. For all of us Star Wars fans out there, buy Lucasfilm and fix it. Fix it. Because if anybody can, buddy, you can. If anybody can, you can. So just putting that out there. But either way, nobody's going to want the Disney name. The Disney name is trash now. Disney name was trash before Bud Light and Target were trash. It's, it's, it's burned to the ground. Disney's dead. There, there are a lot, of, a lot of the commentators out there that I watch on YouTube and stuff for saying, oh, Disney's dying, Disney's dying. No, Disney's dead. It's done. And Lucasfilm is dead. Unless somebody like Elon Musk, who actually has imagination, gets a hold of it. Then it could be resurrected. And I'm saying get rid of everybody. Everybody's fired. Everybody's fired. Speaking of Lucasfilm, talking about how bad Disney's financial situation is, they just had to close one of their uh, studios, a decades-old studio in Singapore. They had to fire 300 people. And they said, oh, we'll do what we can to, because uh, we love our people, yeah. Uh, we'll do what we can to relocate all of those very talented people from that place. They live in Singapore. Where are you going to relocate them to? They live in Singapore, okay? Where the cost of living is not as ridiculously high as it is in California. Where are you going to relocate them to? You're not going to relocate. Those people, are lost. their jobs are lost. And their jobs aren't lost because of the consumers. The jobs are lost because of the decisions that Disney made to destroy Lucasfilm that caused consumers to stop watching. Saying that these people have lost their jobs because of the consumers. Saying that the bottlers for Bud Light have lost their jobs because of the consumers. The distributors have lost their job because of the consumers is the exact same way a terrorist talks when he blames the death of his victims on the people who are trying to save them. No, it's, it's like when the terrorists launch rockets 
into Israel and they do it from a school where they've got a bunch of kids and teachers being held hostage and the Israelis respond and then they blame the Israelis for killing those kids. No, 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 no. No, it's the terrorist's fault. Okay, it's Disney's fault. It's Bob Iger's fault. It's Kathleen Kennedy's fault. It is uh, Kevin Feige's fault. It is their fucking fault that all of this, that these people are losing their jobs. But that's still how bad it's going. But we're not done yet, folks. We are not done yet. Disney is not done yet. We are going to hang on. Where's the thing? Take a look at this. Take a look at this beauty. Disney is being sued by film finance partner TSG, which claims media giant used every quote, every trick in the Hollywood accounting book, end quote, to hoard slate profits. This is devastating. Now, there have been rumors going around for quite some time. There have been rumors going around for quite some time that Disney was messing with the books, especially in Lucasfilm. Especially in Lucasfilm. That, that, and, and apparently it was much, much worse at Lucasfilm. Um, um, Kathleen Kennedy was, was running that place like a big party. And she was using, uh, uh, basically embezzling the billions of dollars that they were being given to create content. She was skimming that, a lot of it off the top apparently, and using it for extravagant parties and catering and booze and all kinds of stuff. She was using it as her own little party house. Well, like the parents were away and the teenagers were going to have their party. And that apparently, that and she was using some very fuzzy accounting to make this kind of thing happen uh, so that if anybody ever came along and took a cursory glance at the books, everything would look kind of okay. But this is a little bit different because, again, I have suggested that Disney has been in financial trouble for a while. It was my suggestion that actually... Uh, Disney has been in trouble since around 2016 and have been trying to cover it up. And uh, it got really, they thought they caught a break with COVID because they had to shut down their parks. And so they took the money that they would usually use to maintain their parks and they moved it over to the entertainment side. And they tried to bolster the entertainment side because they figured, oh, those dumb idiots that watch our movies will finally figure out that we're right and that they're wrong and that they should just go along with our agenda and that they should because wokeness is the future. So they just need to figure that out. They're just a little bit slow, those people that watch our movies. And so we're going to bolster up our, uh, uh, the money that we're not making from them in the entertainment side with money that we were going to use for the parks because the parks aren't open. And once they figure out that we're right, and once they figure out that, you know, streaming is the, is the future, then we'll be okay and we'll make money back and we can put it back in the parks. But that never happened. And when the parks opened again, there was a big shortfall. Add to that. And that part, by the way, is just my speculation. Add to that more speculation, not from me, but from uh, other pundits who I trust and I watch, hat tip to WDW Pro and Valiant Renegade, 
and Mexican Iron Man, who appears on both of their shows. Check all of their shows out. Um, it is theorized that about 30 million, I think, or so, uh, of money that Disney uh, was trying... Basically, Disney put about $30 million into FTX. And we all know how that turned out. FTX crapped out. And so Disney has been trying very desperately to cover over that loss and keep that particular malfeasance out of the eyes of their investors. So, and, and, and of course, just looking at market capitalization, Disney has lost billions and billions of dollars. And looking at uh, Disney Plus, Disney Plus has consistently lost billions of dollars since its inception. Disney's in seriously bad shape. And again, I, I wanted, I am not above saying I told you so. If there's any of you out there on Twitter who were telling me, oh, Disney's so big, they can do what they want because they have billions of dollars and they can do whatever they want and they, they can go as woke as they want and they will never, they don't care about your money. They don't care if you don't go see their movies because they've got billions of, no, they don't. No, they don't have billions of dollars. And yes, they do care about my money. They care about my money now. And they care about a bunch of other people's money too. Who are just like me. Who aren't going to see their movies. Where are their billions of dollars now? Well, apparently it didn't exist. And we can check this out here. Here we got TSG saying, Oh, wait a minute. Disney has been kind of funky with their accounting here. Now, apparently Hollywood is really good when it comes to their accounting uh, goofing around. But Disney took it to a new level. All right, Disney has been hit with a lawsuit in Los Angeles Superior Court by film financier TSG, which claims that the media giant used nearly every trick in the Hollywood accounting book to hoard hundreds of millions in profit. Echoing the Scarlett Johansson suit over the release of Black Widow, Across both movie theaters and Disney Plus in 2021, TSG, and that seems like just yesterday. Anyway, TSG contends that Disney made a number of moves aimed at feathering its own streaming nest. It's actually trying to save its own streaming nest. Warner Media, now Warner Brothers Discovery, faced similar legal blowback from longtime co-finance partner Vintage Roadshow over the day and or day and date streaming release of The Matrix Resurre Resurrection and other films. TSG has spent 3.3 billion dollars to help back some 140 projects at Fox, which joined the Disney fold as part of the 71.3 billion dollar acquisition of most of 21st Century Fox in 2019. TSG's credits include The Banshees of Inchirin, Avatar, The Way of Water, Bohemian Rhapsody, Deadpool, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and The Shape of Water. The suit names 20th Century Fox, Film Corporation, and the Walt Disney Company as defendants, referring numerous times to the studio entity as Fox, even though the entity owned by Disney is now called 20th Century Studios. 
Disney did not immediately respond to Deadline's request for comment on the suit. Distribution is the crux of the case, as it was with Johansson's complaint, which was brought by Bird Morella partner John Berlinski, the same law repping TSG, the same lawyer repping TSG. After issuing a barbed statement attacking jo uh, Johansson, Disney wound up settling with the star. Since COVID, studios have overhauled long-established business practices in terms of film distribution. Specifically, the theatrical window has come under pressure as consumers have become accustomed to streaming and media companies pour billions into their services. In TSG's view, the changes have come at the expense of finance partners. This windowing, uh, yes, this windowing of film distribution is designed to maximize profits for the studios and for stakeholders like TSG by preventing one distribution revenue stream from cannibalizing another, the lawsuit says. When windows are collapsed on one another, however, the studio and its investors miss out on significant potential sources of revenue. Now, what basically they're saying here is that Disney has, and Disney was doing this out of desperation, especially during the time of COVID, because they knew that people weren't going to theaters the way that they used to. So what they were doing was, we'll release both of them at the same time. Now, the problem with that uh, what what they mean, I'm sorry, what they meant, we're going to release them in both studios and streaming at the same time. What that did was, for anybody who would have potentially gone to the theaters, they would say, oh, well, I can just see it at home. Because not all states were completely locked down during COVID. Thank you very much, those of you states who did not completely lock down. So some people could still go to the theaters, and theaters are a massive form of revenue for the movies. Massive form of revenue. the The amount of profits are huge from the studio or from from the movie theaters. And so the way that it's supposed to work, the way that it's traditionally worked, is it gets released, and then there's a huge surge of profits from the opening weekend. Then, if it's a good movie, word of mouth gets out, and there's a drop-off, but the drop-off is only a slight drop-off, if it's a good film. And people continue to go to see it in the theaters. Then, slowly, it will drop down to the point where it reaches a certain number. The profits reach a certain number. And then the theaters decide to stop showing it, at which point the, a release date for the physical media, is, or I'm sorry, at which date is streaming, it's put into streaming, used to be put into cable TV, HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, that kind of thing. And it ran there for a little while, and they put out the physical media, and the physical media was a big source of profits too, especially for the studios, because the studios then did not have to share profits 
with the theaters. And so when 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 the profits from the theaters uh, start to peter off, then it's time to put out the physical media and 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 put it on the streaming and what whatever. But they figure what we'll do is we'll put it on the streaming, and so many people will be streaming that we'll just get all of our profits there, and then we won't have to share any profits with the theaters. And this was their brilliant idea. The studio's brilliant idea was to shut the theaters out, basically. And COVID provided that that opportunity for them. But streaming didn't pick you know, kick off as well as they thought. For Disney, it didn't ever be, it was never profitable, ever. And, uh, the, you know, because everybody wanted to do, you know, the Netflix, and Netflix was profitable, and so we'll flood the market, and, and we'll be like Netflix, and we'll open up our, you know, our own streaming instead of sharing profits with Netflix. <laughs> that didn't work out too well. Because what they did was they flooded the market, and then people were like, well, hell, this is just the same as cable. We cut we cut cable for a reason, and now you're giving us you, you, instead of ABC, CBS, NBC. Now we've got Paramount, we got Disney, we got uh, Universal, um, and Netflix, and and so you know it's the same thing. Instead of spending money on you know on on a, a one cable bill uh, for seventy bucks, we're subscribing to all these different services and we still have to pay 70 80 bucks if we want live tv so it's even more expensive now and 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 so you know it, it became a kind of problematic for everybody at that point because people started to decide we're not going to spend our money on this and now they weren't getting money from the theaters which is why scarlett johansson sued Be, because there was no theater money coming in and Disney reduced her profits because her profits, part of her profits as an actor, came from the profits that they got from the theater release. She was going to take a certain percentage of that. And that concept, by the way, just out of trivia, that whole concept came about because of Star Wars itself. Because Star Wars was an independent film, they decided that uh, what they were going to do was uh, um, uh, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, uh, Harrison Ford, they all decided that what they would do instead of taking an upfront paycheck was they would take a, a percentage of the profits. They gambled on it, and they, they won big because Star Wars was awesome, and it was an excellent film, unlike the garbage that is put out today by pretty much everybody. But I digress. So here we have this what what appears to be what people call a a uh, a perfect storm hitting Disney. Understand this: this is not a perfect storm hitting Disney in 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 the idea that all of these things just happen to come around at the same time. No, 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 no. All of these things just didn't happen to Disney like a storm just happens to a vessel out at sea. As if Disney was going along just fine. And then, oh, all of these terrible things just happened to hit at once. No, that's not what happened. All of these terrible things happened to Disney because Disney decided to allow them to happen. Every one of these things is linked to a decision that Disney consciously made. 
Disney decided that they were going to be this, the tip of the spear pushing the woke agenda to, 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 the, to the United States and the world through Hollywood. They were going to be the ones to push this agenda harder and faster than anybody else. Disney decided that they were going to push the third wave feminist agenda in the MCU and destroy Marvel. Disney decided that they were going to do the same thing and destroy Lucasfilm. Disney decided that they were going to push a not-so-secret gay agenda onto children. Disney decided that they were going to use funny accounting to cover the shortfalls that were caused by the previous three decisions. Disney decided to partner with a gender fluid, with a member of the, the, the sexually deviant pride community. Disney decided they were going to do that. Disney decided that they were going to put men in mustaches in dresses in their parks, effeminate, cross-dressing, drag queen men in their parks. Disney decided to do each and every one of these things. And like all leftists, Disney is incapable of and unwilling to take accountability for the decisions that they made that caused all of these problems. And instead, they are blaming. They have been blaming and are continuing to blame those people who simply reject them because of the decisions that they have made. We are not going to go to your parks. We are not going to watch your movies. We are not going to expose our children to your unnatural, wicked, evil, manipulative agenda. We're not going to do it. They are our children. It is our money. And this is why the left has to force people. The left has ideas that are so good, they have to be forced on people. And this is why the left continuously has to steal money from other people because they can't produce anything. They are incapable of producing anything. They have to steal everything. They have to force everything. This is a quintessential lesson in what the left is really all about. Bad decision after bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. Countless natural bad consequences as a result of those decisions. And then the lashing out against other people as if it's their fault that these bad things are happening to them based on the natural consequences of their decisions. This is a total, we were talking previously about the identity versus role confusion. 
part of the Ericsson's development stages. I have always, because there's a lot of people out there who say liberalism is a mental illness. No, it's not. Well, it's kind of is. It is a developmental illness. It is a failure of people to properly traverse identity versus role confusion. They are constantly, they are forever trapped as a, a teen preteen in the pre, teen preteen mentality. And this whole idea of, of living in this fantasy world, this, this ideological world of the way the world should be, and I am going to make the world the way it is, instead of seeing reality, they, they, they have this fantasy, and, and I am going to try to force reality to be like my fantasy. And by doing so, I'm going to be making bad decisions that operate counter to reality. And when the natural consequences of those bad decisions occur, I'm going to blame reality. And I'm going to lash out at reality because it's reality's fault because reality is not bowing to my desires. You see, identity versus role confusion... When you're a teen and a preteen, up to that point, your entire life has been fairly you-centric because your parents have had to try to basically keep you alive up until that point. And when you're going through identity versus role confusion as a teenager, you're learning how to be an adult. You're learning about what reality is. And the reality is that life is not about you. Life doesn't care about you. Reality doesn't care about you. Reality doesn't care about your feelings. Reality doesn't care about your fantasies. Reality doesn't care about what you want. You are not the center of the universe. And if you properly make it through identity versus role confusion, realizing that life is not really about you and that you are not the center of the universe and that you are actually only a teeny tiny, itty bitty tiny little part of the universe and that you have a part to play in reality, but reality is not going to play to you. Then you become a, a useful, rational adult. Liberals, leftists, whatever you want to call them, do not make it past that point. They stay in that part where they refuse to accept reality. There is nothing that they hate more than reality. And people that run Disney, people that run companies like Disney, woke people, people who push this uh, pride agenda, uh, people that push all of the feminist agenda, and the whole, all of them, those leftists are stuck as teenagers. They are little teenagers. That's why they behave the way that they behave. That's why they believe the way that they believe. And as long as you do that, you will fail. If you are going to gain any success whatsoever, you're going to have to steal it. You're going to have to force it. You're going to have to be a bully. And companies with billions and billions of dollars, when a teenager gets a hold of a company with billions of dollars, they can get away with that for a while. Because they've got billions and billions of dollars. But reality comes along, the reality of the market comes along, and the reality of the market says, um, if you don't get people to actually buy your product, 
then you're not going to have the billions of dollars anymore. And that's where we are right now with Disney. And that's where we are right now with Hollywood as a whole. You see, with Hollywood as a whole, they're facing the writer's strike. And the writer's strike is also, ironically enough, an extension of a bunch of people who did not make it through Erickson's phase of identity versus role confusion. You've got a, all, of the, all of the woke writers who caused all of these problems for the studios in the first place, who wrote all of that sexually charged, third-wave feminist woke garbage. All of them have decided that they're going to go on strike so that they can get more money for writing a bunch of failed projects. And the studios are kind of starting to wake up and they're seeing that, well, maybe we can get rid of these guys, but they can't. Because the actors joined them and because the directors were forced to join them by, con by contractual ob obligation, the directors have been forced to join the strike because their union is contractually obligated to join with the writers and the, uh, and the actors. So this is a perfect storm in that it's a perfect storm of their own making. They created this monster that they are now facing. So, so as Disney was the, the point of the spear to push the woke agenda for Hollywood, through Hollywood, into the heart of the Christians and, 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 and the conservatives and, and the United States. We're going to push this agenda down their throats. We're not going to give them any choice because there's not going to be anything else to consume in Hollywood. There aren't going to be any other movies but just wokeness and wokeness and wokeness over and over and over again. So they won't have any choice. Well, we actually did have a choice. We just aren't going to buy your crap. Welcome to reality. Welcome to the market. So, so Disney was going to lead the way. Disney actually did lead the way. And Disney is leading the way to financial ruin for Hollywood. Hollywood is going to go down the crapper along with Disney. Hollywood will never be the same after this. And the great thing about it is that through this, there are a lot of independent creators who are coming up. And you're seeing uh, new content, really good content, coming from independent creators who are showing their content on YouTube and Rumble and, and, uh, and, and uh, other alternative video, BitChute, Odyssey. You're getting really good content from all of these independent people who Hollywood would never touch with a 10-foot pole, uh, pole. And people are liking that, and people are tuning into that, and those people are getting their chances. You've got uh, the same thing is happening in the comic book community, and you've got independent creators coming through the comic book community, and the guy who is the tip of the spear for that is, um, is uh, Eric July. 
you know, he, he was he, he specifically targeted the comic book community and he decided he was going to create his own independent comic book. And he financed the whole thing by himself, independent financing, whole nine yards, millions of dollars for the financing. And he succeeded. And the 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 media were against him. The media hate him. And the, the really hilarious thing is Eric July is a black guy. He's a black guy, and, and, and they really hate that. When a black guy steps off their plantation and starts to work himself and, and go for his own success and create his own success, check it out. Right here. Right here. There's too much glare coming off of this. Sorry, Eric. This is one of his comic books. I saw him. Eric is a fellow Texan, by the way. That's one of his... I've got all three of the first issue. I'm sorry, Eric. I haven't gotten the second issue or ordered the second issue yet, but I will. Um, and, he, and he's doing it on his own. You've, and he's leading the way. And there are others who are following right behind him. Same thing's going to happen to Hollywood. You've got independent creators that are starting to get built up. Movies is hard, harder to get into, I think. Um just financially speaking and, and, and from a logistics standpoint, I think it's just harder to do independent movies. But it's going to happen. It's already happening. There are independent studios starting to spring up. There's going to be a new Hollywood. Um, you've got, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg. I'm terrible with names. you got Mark Wahlberg, who is uh, moving to Las Vegas, and he's going to start a film industry in Las Vegas and he's got backing uh, and, and help uh, ostensibly from uh, people like uh, uh, Mel Gibson and I firmly believe that uh, there's going to be another Hollywood uh, based in Texas that's going to happen uh, because why not we've got everything else so we need that and it's going to happen and so Hollywood is, is going to be gone. Hollywood is going to be begging for scraps, just the way Disney is starting to get to the point where they're begging for scraps. Because I've got news for Bob Iger and all of you, um, all you Disney stands out there, all you Disney shills out there. The Disney name is dead. If Bob Iger manages to sell off anything, and he's talking about selling off a third of the holdings of Disney to include CBS and uh, Lucasfilm. Uh, if he manages to sell it, it's going to be at a huge loss. If he manages to sell off the entire company, the Disney name to Apple, it's going to be at a massive loss. Nobody wants the Disney name. The Disney name is Poison. You see, Disney was supposed to be about selling movies for children to their parents. And when you tell the parents that you are targeting their children with an agenda that the parents don't like, you are striking at the very base, insulting the very foundation, the very financial foundation of your company. You're going to fail. You're going to destroy the company, and that's what Bob Iger has done. Bob Iger wants this big legacy. He's always wanted this big legacy. 
He wanted Disney to be his big legacy. Well, you know what, Bob? The destruction of Disney is going to be your big legacy. Congratulations. You've done a bang-up job. <laughs>